I'm really interested to hear what are the questions you get asked most often by PhD students who want to come in for these kind of the one-to-one tutorials with you. I think that the most common question mm. I get focuses around whether to take the opportunity of PhD to pursue an academic career mm. or whether to look at broader options. That's a very common sort of looking at the pros and cons of both those routes. And also, of course, drawing on people's past experience. Mm. Um, the technique students, you know, you're a talented, diverse crowd and you've done some fascinating things. So every technique student's career path is unique to that technique student. How long have you been with Techni then? I first got involved in Techni when it was being set up when I was Director of Careers at Royal Holloway. And so I was involved in some of the discussions about setting up the doctoral training partnership. I think one of the things that's distinct about Techni is its strong focus on placement and its strong focus on career development support. So I was absolutely delighted a few years later to be asked to act as the Techni Careers Consultant. Do you find that role as quite a different role in relation to the Royal Holloway post? I mean, my post at Royal Holloway was as a Director of Careers, looking after all the Royal Holloway students, both postgraduates and undergraduates. I think what's distinctive about the Techni students is that many of you have a very wide range of professional experience, often in areas of the arts and creative industries. So you bring an awful lot of past experience to discuss and that you can capitalise on. So in terms of sort of approach... I think it is, is encouraging you all to value what you've done before as well as what you're gaining in the PhD. Do you find you get more questions about careers inside academia versus outside academia or is it a mixture of the two? I think I could both. I mean, it's a rare technique student who doesn't reflect a little bit about what it's like in academia. But also, as many of you will know, um, academia is changing and there are a lot of temporary and precarious contracts And so people are also questioning whether that's a path they want, particularly if they have family responsibilities. But often um, people may have already made a decision that they want something a bit more predictable and stable than currently an early career in academia can offer. Is there much kind of crossover in terms of the skills that you see on these PhD students' CVs in terms of that non-academic CV versus an academic CV? Whenever I'm looking at any CV, the first question that I ask is, what is it for? Mm. And so um, I think that you will find PhD students working you know, all over the economy and they bring to those jobs powerful analytical skills, a huge amount of determination, mm. communication skills, as well as the other things they have as people. Academia particularly wants evidence of research potential and teaching experience so that's a distinctive requirement in the broader market is much more about how your skills add value to that organization it all starts with what does this organization look for and how can you present your skills and experience to show that you add value because the skills that you'd gain from research and also from teaching to do with motivation and kind of um, working independently as well as collaboratively and then also the kind of dissemination of research and helping others um, in the learning environment I feel like those are all aspects of typically using quotations here like non-academic CV also they are terrific skills and I'm just delighted to hear you say that my experience generally Mm. of um, postgraduate research students is they undervalue the skills and qualities Mm. and I spend quite a lot of time 
um, discussing with people, you know, what they offer and encouraging them to value what they offer. Mm. I think that I would encourage anybody who is looking at a career outside of academia, particularly in a new career for them, is to take advantage of the placement scheme because what many organisations will look for is commercial awareness. And what they often mean that by that is understanding how the money works in their area and who the stakeholders are. Mm. And a placement can be a, a really useful way of adding that aspect to your CV and deepening your understanding. That's really good to know, actually. I don't think a lot of the new technique students are as aware of the placement schemes as perhaps they want to be. Would you mind telling me a little bit about the placement schemes within Techni. I mean, this is an area of work we're looking to develop. So um, Ben Cole at Loughborough, um, who was at the Congress, is the placement lead, and he and I are going to work more together. Anybody who is looking at a placement application is so welcome to get in touch, and I will happily look at placement applications. But Ben and I are looking at some joint work going forward, perhaps in some placement webinars, to equip people to apply for placement. So, you know, Ben's your person for the detail, and I knew it, it is also on the Techni website. My own recommendation is that I've seen the placements can have a transformative effect on somebody's career path. So if you do have a chance to do one, I would really encourage people to do them. I feel like with the placement scheme and with all the other aspects of the PhD that you kind of touched on, the teaching and everything like that, as well as the conference papers, the um, conference organisation, kind of book reviews, journal articles, Mm -hmm. publishing, anything and everything that we can, and then throwing placements into the mix as well. That's kind of an awful lot of things Mm. to think about in just three short years. Mm. I'm in my second year and, oh my goodness, it's just flying by. Do you have any advice for people who are kind of trying to get that balance between all of the above and also then the thesis writing? That's a really good question. In fact, I'm about to do a webinar on, in, on time management in a, f- in a few weeks, so do look out, out for that on the Techni website and on the Techni email. I think that's one of the reasons it's important, perhaps, to, to book a, a careers advice chat earlier in your PhD to clarify what your priorities are. You know, if you're very focused on an academic job, then you know, juggling research, teaching, conference organising, that is the academic life. And so to some extent, it's an early taste of what that is like. If actually you're not so committed to an academic career, then you can sort of look a little bit more strategically and say, well, if I'm going to do one or two things on top of my PhD, possibly family care, which I know many Mm. of you have, you know, possibly additional work, what would have most impact? What can I only do while I'm doing my PhD. That's why I'm so keen on the placement scheme in that it's an opportunity you can do during your Techni PhD, which will be much harder to organise afterwards. So I think it all starts with your strategy, and I regularly talk to Techni students in their first year as well as their second year, and the the clearer you are about where you might be heading, the easier it is to prioritise. A lot of my um, friends and colleagues... Uh, they now, at the end of their PhD, have a very different idea of what they want to do post-PhD um, to find... I think that's very normal. Yeah. I mean, a PhD is at least a three-year process. Mm. We all know how much we change in, in three years. Mm. I think that, that one of the reasons I'm so pleased that, that Techni provide career support is that I it will help you avoid sudden shocks at the end of your PhD. Mm. You know, my approach is a no-regrets attitude to life. So I think it's important that you explore your options early on 
so that you don't get to say year four and then say, oh, I wish I'd realised I had to really lean into publication. Um, so I think it is about you increase your options by having a think early. Then your thinking will evolve and your experiences will, will evolve and you'll, you'll do some experimentation. And if I do see people over a period of years, you do see them sort of evolve. But what I would encourage you is start the thinking early and do the research so that if you are thinking about a path, you know what's required. Just thinking about people who have maybe recently graduated and early career researchers, what do you kind of see as the common issues uh, that those people are facing? I was thinking quite selfishly for me with my PhD thesis deadline kind of looming in the future and people who have just graduated post-PhD. So um, I regularly see people who have just submitted Mm. or people who have just passed their viva. Mm. And that's quite an intense period. And so I think there is often an emotional roller coaster when you have finished the intense period, which is the submission and then preparation for viva. And then possibly the process after the viva, the minor or the major corrections. So I think that sometimes it's important to say this is a sort of almost a readjustment of a life, not just a career issue. Um, and getting and finding a new focus. Um, I think it can be useful to give yourself a break um, and rest because often people are very tired and you don't make good choices um, when you're very tired. You know, I have um, plenty of graduates who've said to me, oh, well, I've got the post-PhD blues. And I think we should just name that because people then, you know, are saying, well, I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking, you don't know what to have for breakfast. Why would you know what to do for your... <laughs> career but if for some of you there may have been a plan that you had and that's not working out and you've had to rethink sometimes people have sudden you know other bigger issues like you know your partner's moving away and suddenly um, you're thinking well how do I build a career in a new part of the world there are all sorts of reasons why people say well actually I feel I've gone back to square one and that's a really good time to come and talk to someone like me and we can say well what does this square one look like you've suddenly got an extra new great asset which is your PhD, and we, we talked earlier about all the, the skills and qualities and achievements that that indicates. But also, you have to start thinking like a job hunter rather than as a PhD student um, and move slightly into the self-promotion bit of your brain. So I think it is a big transition moment, and it's one of the reasons that we do offer career support after you finish your PhD, not just during it. That sounds so helpful. I couldn't agree uh, more with what you're saying about the emo- emotional roller coaster side of things. In terms of that transition, like you said, if people are thinking about submitting, perhaps this is a question more suited to people wanting to pursue that career in academia. Many of my friends are filling out job applications and placement applications and um, looking, searching for postdocs whilst they're writing up in their third year. Would you, that's something that you would recommend? So applying for postdocs, I mean, it's quite common. I do notice some adverts do now specify that you need to have completed your PhD okay. before you can apply. Mm. So if the advert says that, then don't waste your time if you haven't got your PhD. So it does depend on discipline for discipline and the technique students, it's a broad range, mm. they will say that they will look for peer-reviewed publication. So to some extent you've got to judge whether your energy is best place improving the assets that you're going to be selling or whether you should be focusing on application. Your supervisor may be a good source of, of advice in it. But you know, if you do apply, you must apply well 
and that means it's a lot of effort. So what I would say is it's worth taking stock, talking to your supervisor, talking to someone like me, and saying, well, am I ready? Have I got the time? What am I going to prioritise? You know, how do I do this as well as possible? We have materials and we run regular webinars on applying for the academic job market. It is very competitive. It can be quite disheartening. You do have to have an eye to your general energy levels because you don't want to demoralise yourself just as you're trying to complete your PhD. So, yes, plenty of people do it and it's a process that you need to manage well. Have you got any advice for people who are dealing with having to fill out many, many, many applications and possibly receiving those uh, really disheartening rejections as well as kind of balancing a host of other um, work and life um, mm-hmm. kind of issues, jobs um, as well? So generally, um, it's, you are better to do fewer applications better. So you know, no, nobody has got the energy for many, many good applications, mm. and particularly in a field like academia. So it depends what you are applying for, but generally you are better to analyse what people are looking for and to work out what your strategy and then sort of prioritise. You know, a good application takes a good 20 hours, so you can't play that card very often. If you get into a treadmill of just sending stuff off, you are just setting yourself up for rejection, which is very disheartening. So strategy first, I would always say. You talked a lot about the emotional roller coaster that submission involves. What about the emotional roller coaster of the whole three years? Have you got any advice for people struggling with imposter syndrome and other challenges that the PhD throws up? In this, I'm going to draw from some experience of technical students. We did a webinar recently on managing the highs and lows of the PhD process. And the feedback that I got from the students who participated in that webinar could be summarised as, no, you're not the only one. Make sure you talk to some people who are not doing a PhD. Have something, whether it's paid work or a hobby, where you can't be thinking about your PhD. Somebody recommend playing quite an aggressive sport. Hard to worry about your PhD when you're trying to avoid bodily harm. And know that you know, this too will pass. You know, a PhD is a great creative process. Any creative process wholeheartedly engaged with brings with it highs and lows. You know, I am so very proud of you all. And you know, this is why we at Techni create a community, provide support. Talk to people who are doing the same. Talk to people who are not doing it. Find your own ways of resetting what is an inevitable roller coaster. It's not you, it's the process. Thank you so much. That's really lovely advice. Um, and thank you very much for talking to us. It's my pleasure. And I would love to talk to all the Techni students. So if you'd like to book a one-to-one coaching, then go to the Techni website or email techni.careers at careers.lon.ac.uk. Thank you. Thank you again.